Oh, hey. Hello, everybody. It's Brenna from the Wicked Side, and today I have Andrea with me again. Hi! Hi. And we're down a member. Um, Tom actually had some car trouble, so he wasn't able to make it. Also, at this point, I'm very behind in getting episodes up. Unfortunately, I just haven't had the time to finish editing them, and they are very long. So they will be coming, of course, at the time that you hear this, they'll already be up. But that's my explanation for it, so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, don't don't do this professionally again, just as a reminder. This is just something we do and on the side and um yeah, sometimes things gotta get cut and if it is it's the thing that's essentially a hobby for us. So. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fun though. <laughs> it is fun. I I recommend it to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like start a podcast. It's fun. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I hear it all the time. It's like, oh, everybody started. Everybody, you know, has a podcast now. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking fun. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's like saying everybody like you know wants to ride a roller coaster now. Well, yeah, it's yeah. fucking fun. Yeah, it's like everybody's got a YouTube channel. Everybody's got a podcast. It's like, yeah, that's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's just cool to do it. It's it's fun to have that kind of set of skills and. To be able to say you do it. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. So, but yeah, it's something I think is kind of funny is that people are just all, I don't know, uptight about it sometimes. And it's like, chill. Just yeah. chill. Let people have things. I know. Let people I enjoy agree. things. If you yeah. don't like it, don't listen to it. You know yeah. forcing you. Yeah. That's what they always say. It's like, if you don't like it, turn it off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, um, oh, it was, it was Ricky Gervais it had this thing where he was talking about people who leave shitty comments mm-hmm. like in, in social media at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. he said it's never made sense to him because it's literally like walking up to somebody's house knocking on their door and saying <laughs> i don't like you i don't want to talk right. to you <laughs> that's a good point point. <laughs> and he goes you didn't have to be here at all to tell me that yeah that's like true. you just could have ignored my existence and we would have been fine yeah yeah so that's true i'm like yeah it's a bizarre concept to I me guess even just, now if you put it out there you gotta be willing to take it you know yeah yeah at the same time like it is a weird mindset it though, is it is a like, weird mindset i need to tell this person that i specifically sought out that i don't yeah. like them it's like yeah. You're a stranger, and I hate the way you talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, you look weird, and your mother dresses you funny. I don't know. It's Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of high, like a uh, kid drama, in a way. Yeah, like it when is. you're a kid. It's very high school. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't like you. It's yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, so the interest of full disclosure, so everybody knows, um, I'm hungover right now. <laughs> very hungover, and I'm just going to be honest about it. Um, it was my husband and I's anniversary, and we went to see my favorite comedian, Matt Bronger, because um, he was in uh, Grand Rapids. So we actually got to go see him. Brilliant, brilliant show. Uh, the opening acts were amazing. Uh, one of them was Danny Redwine, and I can't remember who the other guy was, but he was also very, very funny. And we had a great time. So, like I said, the only downside I was telling you about that earlier was <laughs> right. the, the couple that went to the comedy show only to sit at the bar and talk through it. That's annoying. Everybody else was there to watch. Yeah, I'd be like the only ones in the room, too, that are assholes. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, man, y'all and know. everybody was turning to glare <laughs> at these people. Like, shut the fuck up, Karen. I don't care about I mean, maybe they were, like, really bad at that. picking up, like, public cues from the audience. No, she <laughs> knew she this. Knew, because yeah. every now and then she go, oh, people are looking at us again. We should be quiet. Oh, so she liked it. Yeah, she was yeah. doing it for attention. Yeah, I get it. Was clearly yeah. for attention. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. I, w- I was... 
I maybe that's thought... why that date was so boring was because this guy oh, God, was yeah. like it was the most boring small talk <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. It's like listen to the comedian; he's funnier and way more interesting right. than either of you it's two. Like, let's just do us all a favor, you guys. Go go screw her by the dumpster, exactly. and then you'll be good. Like we can enjoy our evening. You guys can get your little thing on, and everybody can be good. It's obvious you want to bone. Go bone. Right, right. <laughs> just go bone. Right, like right. let the rest of us yeah, enjoy put the us show. Out of our misery. <laughs> we traveled like. Two hours to That's come see this show, crazy. so like, just don't be a yeah. dick. And it's one of those, it's one of those things. Like, just don't be a dick. Yeah, you know, you guys can talk. Just go talk quiet. You know? Yeah, exactly. Don't try to compete with the comedian. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. It was. It was. That was the only bad thing, though. The Everybody's other everything like else was shoving great. up away from him, like trying to push the table forward to get uh, away from him. Probably. I, I was this close to walking up to the bar and ordering an ice water just to accidentally dump it on her. <laughs> oh my god! I guess so she would have had over. to leave. Yeah, You're like, could you give me a Bloody Mary? Exactly. <laughs> that tomato juice isn't gonna come out, sweetie. Mm, you know, exactly. like, better go home. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Totally unrepentant, though. I wouldn't yeah, have felt no. mad about it at all. You wouldn't have. And they probably no. would have thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy in front of us, though, I thought he was going to blow, blow his top. Like, it was really funny because Scott and I are both looking. I, I can see other people. But he's like, he kept looking over and he's going, shut the fuck <laughs> up. And we're like, thank you, sir. Yeah. But she's like pretending she doesn't hear You're him like, doing this. You're like, get that guy a drink. Exactly. <laughs> like oh sir you're my hero yeah 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 (laughs) but otherwise it was it was a really good night though he is a really good performer he's really funny and he's really personable and i got to meet him after the show um i actually gave him some of the the dick stickers that i make and (laughs) it's like my point of pride that i made a comedian laugh yeah i think that and you got pictures of it too so i did (laughs) yes the guy who he had a guy there who was like he would take people's cell phones and take pictures oh i see yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i just expected him to take pictures of like yeah you know uh, yeah but he actually did get pictures of me giving stickers to him i'm like so neat i didn't know he had done that i'm like dude you're the coolest so props to him for that that's awesome but yeah the whole thing was was just so much fun so worth it that's so it was so worth it um but yeah we stayed a little bit afterwards and uh um I had a few drinks. I had a few drinks. It was my anniversary, and yeah. It was a fun two-hour ride home. Well, for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor Scotty had to deal with me going, dude, dude, you don't understand how how much I love you. You don't get it. And he goes, no, baby, I understand. I love you, too. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. That poor man has the patience of a saint. I would have left me on the side of the fucking road. He's like, pie in your hand. I know, honey, it's okay. Yes, he's like, let's get you some food, right. sweetie. And yeah. I'm like, you were the best man You're like, on the I planet. I love food, too. Wherever it's good, you know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but by that time, everything was closed, so I think the only thing we could get was, like, gas station food. Oh, yeah. Which is disgusting. Yeah. You're like, and, like, oh. now that I'm sober and I'm remembering it, I'm like, oh, that shit was gross. I'm like, did I eat a hot dog on the way home? Like, mm. what are you going to get at a You know, like, at exactly. a convenience store, it's like, man. <laughs> I fucking put it in my body. It's I, like, instant oh. regret. Yeah, like, instant. As yeah. soon as I was sober, I was like, oh, I regret everything I did. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 
Anyway, we should really get into it. We're <laughs> right, 25 right. minutes in and we have not discussed our topic. We as normal. We don't get there. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, um, so today we're actually going to talk about the case of uh, Pollyanna Class. And this one is scary. Yeah. This one scares the shit out of it's me. It's very scary. So many ways. Yeah. Um, it's such an unusual case, too. Very. Because it's like when you think about things, even as being a little girl, you don't think what happened to her would happen. Yeah. Because you think people, oh, I'm with people. You're protected. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I'm just going to get into it. But um, I think we all kind of harbor this belief that children are relatively safe in our own homes. Yeah. Some children might be more active than others and do things like construct elaborate ladders out of furniture or toys. Right. All those terrifying things. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. my child. Yeah, your child yeah. is definitely on that list of constructs things at home that make you scared. Very, very <laughs> Or, you know, they'll clean out the top drawer so they can sit in it to watch the TV that's on the dresser. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I could see. Did she do that? She did that. Oh I have pictures. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's <guess>. hilarious. <laughs> uh, I literally, she had been too quiet. Oh, it yeah. It was one yeah, of those I things. I was making dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, she's been quiet for a solid 20 minutes. Why? Oh, man. So I, I walk over to her room, which was really close to the kitchen, and I like look in and she is sitting in the top drawer of her dresser which thank god how we did she get up in anchored it? to the wall oh good point oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah because it was an old tube style tv on top of it oh my god i bet you were like no i was never happier that we anchored yeah, something in my life that's smart so yeah, but her clothes everywhere. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't give a fuck. She just <laughs> threw that shit like confetti right, all over her right. room and was sitting in the top drawer watching the TV like inches from it. And I'm like, how is that good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can't be good. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's not quality entertainment. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> You're watching the dots move on the screen that close. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, that's usually the worst. As a parent that you have to worry about yeah. with your child being in danger in your own yeah. home. You know, or sticking things in sockets. And that's why you get all the little plastic pluggies mm-hmm. and all that shit. But that's typically yeah. the only danger that you really consider. Yeah. We don't even have kids. And it's like, we got like a, a thing on the basement door. One of those knob things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because it's like, it'll make it harder for anybody to open the door. Exactly. Fall down the stairs. You know what I mean? Yep. It, well, and even then, you got a dog, and dogs yep. got bright either. No, so. no, no. We the should... only time she went down in the basement. It's so funny. Like, one day, we went, I went down in the basement, and I turned around, and I'm like, what's that on the floor? And I'm like, there's poop on the floor. And I'm like, who the hell pooped on the floor? Because I'd never seen Athena go downstairs by herself. She's a little yeah. chihuahua. Never seen it. She doesn't like going down there by herself. She's as big as the steps. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> So at first I was like, is oh, it a Lord. snake quilled on the floor? I'm like, what is it? And so mm-hmm. I called Scott downstairs and I'm like, Scott, I think there's poop on the floor and I don't know whose it is. So he comes downstairs and we're looking at this poop and we're trying to figure out, like, how did poop get down here in a really odd place? Like, And I'm like, she actually came down here and pooped and then went back upstairs. <laughs> like she was sneaky oh about it. She's only done it once. And I was like, I'm sorry. And it was a day that I had to leave and I didn't have time to put her out before I left. And mm-hmm. so I was like, Scott is going to do it when he wakes up. And then it was like, she was like, no, nope, uh, no, no, I can't wait. So I'm going to go yep. hide it in the basement of all places because the door was open. 
God, like hilarious. so funny i was like what is that it scared me at first because i was like is that just a coiled up snake it was like this little pop. Was yeah like, i was like i think it's oh my poop God. <laughs> but i can funny. imagine yeah yeah what you rarely think about though is somebody coming into your home yeah and no. putting your children in danger that's just beyond the pale you just don't think of that no ever happening it is scary when strangers invade your house because oh, we had that happen on christmas mm-hmm. one day this this guy his homeless guy just walked into our house I, my mom and i were downstairs sitting by oh the God. tree my stepdad was upstairs my sister was upstairs mm-hmm. and so this guy just walked in and he was this big big guy and he's like i don't mean to cause you i mean he just walked right in our front door like and i was like it's Whoa. a moment of terror. Yeah. And it's like, this guy is clearly homeless, and he just walked into our house and shut the door behind him. And he, like, took his hat off, and he was like, man, I'm just really sorry. I'm really hungry. And he stayed by. So my mom's like, Frank? Frank! You know, I could hear yeah. her voice. Like, she was freaking the hell out, right? And he comes downstairs, and so my stepdad talks to him. He gives him, like, a sandwich and some mm. money and packs him on his way. But it was, like, that intrusion yeah. at first is very scary because I'm like, this is some unknown stranger who just walked in our house. Oh, and, and it's no not like eye. he knocked on the door. No, he politely didn't knock, waited no, outside. No, no, he walked right inside, and the door was shut. Oh. And it was like, it was Christmas, and it was like, we. I remember I was like, oh, and then it was like, okay, it's okay, he's not going to hurt anybody, he's yeah. just trying to get some food and money, you know? Yeah. So it was like, you know, but I was like, man, the That's idea... It's still terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh, I don't yeah. like it, I don't like no, it. No, no, <laughs> I was like, man, I'm very paranoid about locking doors ever since then. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, you just have to lock your door. I'm that way anyway. I'm the person that, like, once I go to bed, I have to know that the front door is bolted. Yeah, I have my routine, too. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and I will go back to check it. Yeah, I will too. Yeah, or I will message in the Daddy middle of the night. Check. Yeah, in the middle of the night. Did I lock the front door? You know, exactly. like because you know you check it, and then it's like, but was that yesterday night or tonight? Exactly. And then you have to what do it twice. Or, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because that shit fucks you up. Is when you're like, was it tonight or last night that yep. I checked that? Because it feels like it says it's a rep- repetition. Mm-hmm. It feels like you always do it, so it must be tonight. But it's like, oh no, that was yesterday. Yeah. This happened on October 1st of uh, 1993. Polly in a class with her friends was having a sleepover and they were trying on costumes for Halloween in Petaluma, California. Which, I don't know why I like saying that so much. Petaluma, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's just a fun word to say. It is a good name. It is. But There's anyway. a lot of good names in California, but Petaluma is an interesting name. Yeah, it's just fun. Just fun to say. But the night became horrific when a man burst in wielding a knife. He tied the girls up. He put pillowcases and duct tape. Well, he put duct tape over their mouths, pillowcases over their heads. Um, But before he obviously duct taped their mouths, he was asking them a bunch of questions. Mm. Um, Asking them, like, who was home and how many people were there and where the valuables were. But he didn't actually seem interested in any of the valuables. Mm-hmm. Polly, at one point in time, had told him, hey, there's some money over here. Right. And he basically ignored her and, and mm. didn't go look for it, didn't go retrieve it That's or anything like that. Married. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they were. That's a bad sign. Yeah. I mean, oh. he wasn't even going to make it appear to be like a robbery. No, no. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, not even to cover his tracks or whatever. That is a robbery with a hostage. Like, he literally didn't take money. No, he didn't take anything. Yeah. Other than Polly. Yeah. yeah. And that's the horrific part of it. After questioning him and terrorizing him, scaring these 
poor girls. How old you know? They? Um, Polly was 12, so I'm imagining the they girls were all, were around that age. Yeah, yeah, all about that age. Now, after questioning them and everything like that, eventually he he takes Polly and he tells them, count to a thousand, and by the time you finish, I'll be back with her. Mm. And yeah. he never came back. Right. So he took this poor 12-year-old little girl in her bare feet and nightgown mm-hmm. out of the house while her mother was sleeping in the next room. Right. Now... I want to make this very clear. So it was a slumber party, right? Uh, they, yes. They weren't her siblings, I don't think. No, it was a slumber party. Yeah. yeah. Her sibling was there. Her sister was, there was sister in the there? house. Okay. Yes, okay. I couldn't was... remember if it was like her friends came over or if yeah. it was like a slumber party with her sisters or... No, her sister was asleep in another room. Mm. And it was her and uh, two friends. Okay. So three girls total. Right. Um, and the, like I said, the mother was in the next room sleeping and I want to be very clear on this. We in no way, shape, or form are blaming the mother. I think it said something like she took a sleeping pill or something. Yes, and so it was really just, late at yeah. night. She had a bad migraine. Yeah. So she did what every normal person does. Yeah. Because you never think anybody's going to come into your house no. to take your child. Especially with a house full of people, you feel safe. Exactly. Exactly. You think that, you know, the kids are all together. They're mm-hmm. going to look after one another. Yeah. But you, the last yeah. thing you think is some... Yeah. Not jobs going to come through your window. No. And you know? I think uh, she was divorced or separated. From she was him? separated from yeah, her so there husband was at the, the time. He wasn't yeah. there. No, he wasn't there. And he was um, living somewhere else. He was quickly cleared. Like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. very obvious he yeah. had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, and by all accounts, that was the one thing. I mean, thing, they like, saw the guy who took her. Yeah, like, they saw the know? guy who took yeah. her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he was never yeah. even considered a suspect. Nothing, had nothing to do with it. Yeah. As the girls. Worked themselves out of the bindings and mm-hmm. rushed into Polly's uh, mother's room, which I, I believe her name was Eve. Mm-hmm. And they woke Eve up and they told her everything that happened. She calls the police immediately. Yeah. Police come down and um, they just started the process automatically of trying to gather forensic right. evidence. Right. But they didn't have a lot to work with no. at the time, yeah. you know? They just didn't have the resources or the equipment, mm-hmm. you know, to gather much in the way of forensic evidence. Right. Even though they were trying to. Right, yeah. You know, from everything that I researched, they tried very hard to do everything right. Right. So they were focused. Yeah. And the FBI got called in. Mm-hmm. And again, in what seems to be kind of a rare thing, they were cooperative. Yeah. They were very cooperative with one right. another. Because the police knew... That the FBI had resources that they didn't have. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I guess one of the officers who they were interviewing, because everything that I researched, my main source of information is actually, and you can find it on YouTube, uh, a documentary, the FBI Files is the name of the channel, and the documentary was about Polly in class. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like 51 minutes long, I think, mm-hmm. 52 minutes long, somewhere in that um, area and it was very good. Mm-hmm. It was older, but it was it was very good, full mm-hmm. of a lot of information. I may have watched it. I, there's a lot of information about Polly Class out there. Yeah. So I mean, there's lots of documentaries over the years. Yeah. It's been like what thirty years or more. So like since ninety one. Yeah. So yeah. Time flies. <laughs> it does. It does. It yes. Does. Yes. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. But especially in in like this case because. Stranger abductions are very, very rare yeah. when you look at the whole scope. Yeah. Most child abductions are done by family, estranged mm-hmm. family members, things like that. It's right. very rarely a complete stranger who abducts a child right. or it's a family friend or something like that. Right. But just to have somebody randomly 
off the street pick yeah. your house. Yes, yeah, weird. For whatever fucking reason, mm-hmm. you know, that is absolutely bone chillingly terrifying. Yeah, like too much. Well, it's really random because there's just no way to prevent randomness. Exactly. There's, you know, it's very hard to prevent. Not no way, but it's it's hard to prevent. Random there's no way to prepare for anything like that. You just no. Yeah, it's so. It's life altering too. Like what happened to them. You know, oh, so it wasn't like, it's not, it's like, yeah. oh, this random thing happened and now my life is completely different and it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So they, FBI came in and they went looking for fingerprints. They found more fingerprints than the police initially did, mm-hmm. but all the fingerprints were linked to friends or family, right. people that were there that yeah. night. The only trace of forensic evidence they found that was not was they did find his palm print on her bed frame. Like right. he had leaned against it to kind of brace himself yeah. at one point. Because it was a thick wood post. Yeah. With a flat surface. Mm-hmm. They actually got a good palm print off of that. It was the first usable bit of, of forensic evidence they had. Mm-hmm. By the morning, over 100 officers had been called and they began to search. Officers began interviewing neighbors right away. There was actually a boy named Thomas, which is why I'm kind of pissed my brother can (laughs) be here. Not at him, but Uh like fate in general that he could make it today. But yes, there was a boy named Thomas who actually noticed a stranger um, and and he gave a description, a similar description to what the girls gave Mm. of a man hiding like in the bushes in the neighborhood. He was with a group of friends at the time and they were just hanging out that night and they had walked by and noticed this weird dude standing in the bushes. Yeah. that I'd be like, Hmm. Yeah. You notice that shit when you're a kid for the most part. Yeah. Like weird people like that. You're like, Oh, what's that about? Yeah. You know? (laughs) And then there was actually another neighbor who lived behind, Mm. um, their house. Right. Right. And it was, it's one of those things where their backyards were touching. Yeah. So like they can see each other's back doors or something. Exactly. And he was looking out his window and he noticed a man on their back porch for a minute and he couldn't see well enough. He just saw kind of shadowy, you know, so he didn't know. Somebody's fucking around back there, but I don't know who. Could be them, could be someone else. And as he was watching, like the, they disappeared, so he didn't think anything of it. Right. Um, you know. And I, and I kind of get that, because it's one of those things, yeah. like, is it just, like, is it Could just her... Could be your neighbor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, or... Is yeah. it just her ex? Did he come yeah. over to, like, take a look at something yeah. for them? Yeah. You know? It's enough to, like, he noticed it and remembered it, at least. Exactly. You know, that it was odd enough that stuck out. But it's not one of those things, like, you you want to call the police yeah. on, because yeah. you're, like, it, it very likely is nothing. I think that he said that he was on the edge, yeah. and then the guy left. Yeah. So I think he was kind of like, well, he's gone, so, but I'm like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, so I don't blame him either. No, no, there's no blame in it. It's just there's a few missed opportunities that the police could have been called and saying that there's somebody casing the house. Yeah, there's somebody weird looking around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was all around the same house. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, yes. you know, so it's kind of like he was obviously had seen her at some point and was casing the place. Yep. And that's, that is another aspect of that's terrifying. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like to just have a stranger watching your house and you have no idea. Yeah. You well, have and no then idea. the whole time he's planning to steal your kid. Yep. And it's like, wow, that person spent that time to figure out all these things and he found like the perfect way. And it's like, wow, that's messed up. Yeah. So the case in large was was just baffling 
not just to the authorities, but to the community as well. The idea of someone coming into your home and invading your home in what was a nice neighborhood Mm -hmm. and taking your child was enough to send many people into a panic. During a slumber party. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what? Like, witnesses. And so everything was, you know... Full mobilization. They were interviewing people. They were they were trying very hard. Well, about forty eight hours later, um, Polly's father, Mark, got a call from a voice that sounded a lot like Polly. She said she was being held in a hotel and that her captor had stepped out. And he kept trying to ask her, "Where are you? Where are you? Where are you?" And then the phone goes dead. Unfortunately, his phone wasn't being monitored and his calls weren't being traced at the time because they thought if it was a kidnapping or ransom right. scenario, they were going to call her mother yeah. and the house she was taken from. Yeah. Which, to me, yes, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. have thought to no. put anything on his phone either. This happened again, mm-hmm. but this time the police were ready and at mm-hmm. that point they had everything set they up. They traced the call. Yeah, they traced the call. Now, they wanted to be quick about it, so they didn't have time to get a huge team. So it was a fairly small team. I, th- I think it was like 46 people right. went to this house about 30 miles away. Mm. And they conducted a raid, right. you know, more or less. Broke down the door, everything. However, after questioning the family, the teenage girl living there confessed to making the calls on a dare. Yeah, that's so shitty. Um, that is to like some heartbroken people exactly like suffering that's awful awful unbelievable suffering yeah because they're like oh maybe she's alive maybe we can get her you know and to to do that like there's nothing funny about that no it's not funny i don't like how twisted and sick do you have to be to even think something like that yeah because it changes the entire investigation if they think someone's alive versus like they could be i mean it just changes the way what they're looking for yep they think they can negotiate or that she can get away or whatever you know not just it takes up time and money Mm -hmm. that the officers could be spending to find yeah. this person. Yeah. And instead, they have to take that time and money to chase down this bullshit. Yeah, I agree. It, I don't think any charges were ever made against that girl. I don't think. Oh, no. But if I was her parent. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you little demon? Exactly. <laughs> and like, right away, I'd be like, you're a little demon and you're never getting a cell phone. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, Immediately into counseling right yeah, this second yeah. because something is not right there. Exactly. I agree with that. And, and wasn't and it more than just like, that one incident of some yes. fuckery like that? Yes. I actually have another one after this. Um it's just that thing, like, teenagers can sometimes be the worst. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't realize this was fucking wrong. Yeah. How? Yeah. Like, how? They're kids. I, kids I are don't... stupid. Yeah, I just They're don't... just dumb. Like, some kids are just yeah. dumb. Like, some kids. Not all kids, but some kids are very impressionable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think she was kind of close to the age of Polly. She I, was. Yeah. yeah so, was I don't close. think... It wasn't like she was some 17 year old. I think she was, like, around Polly's age. Yeah. The second one that you, you brought up was actually a young man who was around the age of 20 who was calling and pretending to demand a ransom. Well, was trying to demand a ransom. He, he was trying to extract money from a suffering family. Some people, some people are. Like going through one of the worst things yeah. a human being can go through. I'm like, maybe I can get some money out of this. Yes. It's just so cruel. Him. I it's think he did so get charged. so cruel. I think you're right. He did That's get charged. That's so cruel, yeah. though. Oh, unbelievably. It, it's callousness bordering on solace. It's going it, to make it the cops nuts, really too. They're like, 
Oh, how many God, leads? Yeah. And then this seems like good. And then it's like, no, it's just an asshole. And for the most part, I'm I'm very big on officers de-escalating a situation. Yeah. But in this case, it's been like everything I can possibly yeah. throw at you, yeah. I would be throwing at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah. I agree because with that. that is unbelievably heartless. Yeah. It baffles me. Anyway, um, November 28th, uh, 1993, they got their first real lead. Police were called to the home of a woman who noticed a strange, uh, noticed strange items on her property after, I, I believe she had lumberjacks or something, like, like clearing out some trees. She might have, yeah. She had, like, a really rural property. Like, yeah, she had very rural property. And I think she'd seen a car, yes. like, before then. So, I think the car thing, she ran into somebody and she was like, this made me suspicious or something. Yep, I've, I've got that in there, yeah. So... When they went to her property, they found a hood, like the pillowcase. Mm -hmm. The police. Um, Yep. They found a girl's pair of tights that had been knotted and had hair in it. And some tape and strips of fabric. The strips of fabric used to tie up the girls that night. So they actually went over the forensics in this. And you could actually take the strips and lay them Mm. out and match them up. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so you could They're like, prove... this is definitely from the same cloth that was from their house. Exactly, right? yes. So from what I understand, what had happened is he had actually been sitting in his car and was cutting the strips with a knife oh, right wow. before the incident. So he had these ready. Right, right. There's full intent here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's no, there's no question. Yeah. You know, what he meant to do. Well, I think they made the point of saying that the scissors, because he brought scissors, that mm-hmm. was their ability to say he showed intent. Yeah. To like he planned it, like if he, mm-hmm. but I so which is weird that it comes down to technicality like that, like rather yes. than like he's lurking around the house for days and well, people see him. It's the scissors that legally proved intent. But yeah. like, just you would think the act of just sitting there cutting strips of fabric like that would yeah. have been enough for intent. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Common sense, like right, but yes, the same woman um, who had called to the property, she did notice something the night that Polly Ann uh, went missing. There was her babysitter actually yeah. was driving along the road, and she noticed a Pinto that had broke down on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and she had slowed down to check to make sure everything was okay and to see why they were out there, right? Because it it the road it didn't off. really lead anywhere. No, it's her driveway. Yeah. yeah. So she, it's like a really rural gravel type driveway. Yeah, that leads up to a fence that I think um, then leads onto her property. I think it's something kind of like there yeah. was some fence, like there was some kind of gate. Yeah, because there was like a phone where the the she car called. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she so she had slowed down and she cracked her window just enough to talk to him mm-hmm. and find out. Hey, like what are you doing here, man? Like right. what's going on? And he's telling her oh my car broke down right. and he kept trying to get her to get out of the car yeah and yeah. she refused to yeah. get out of the car and that is smart yeah that yeah that's very freaky. smart every alarm bell in her head yeah. went off yeah. and she did not step out of the car so she drove on with him still yelling at her trying to get her to stop mm-hmm. and she made her way to the nearest phone which i think yeah. was at the, the gate you were talking about i think she went to a gas station Something, something. Like that. I can't remember. I just think there was a gate for some reason where his car was at. So it was I'm just not on the sure. side of the road. Or maybe it was just side of the road then. Yeah. So yeah, it was a gas station. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it was a little ways down. Yeah, now. yeah. So she stopped. She called her her employer, which was the woman who mm-hmm. owned this property, and told her, "Hey, there's a weirdo on. The there's street. this guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah on, in your property. <laughs> yeah, and he's just hanging out. Yeah. You might want to call the police or something right. like that. Instead, <laughs> this woman's ballsy as instead, fuck. I have to say, yeah, she what she was. did, I was like, this this lady is somewhat nuts. Yeah, <laughs> like in my personal opinion." She got her child. Yeah. <laughs> put her child in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and got a baseball bat and drove down yeah. there to confront She's him. She's got balls. I have to say. She yeah. was like, get your ass in the car. We're going to go figure this out. I'm like, man, yes. that was dangerous. So in the, in the documentary that I watched, and this is why sometimes I get things confused, because there'll be different stories between mm-hmm. different, different uh, resources. Right, yeah. So in the documentary that I watched... They said that he wasn't there. Mm. That when she drove by, he was wasn't the there anymore. It was just the, the car. Uh-huh. Yes. But in another article I read, they said that she saw him, but she chose to drive on. Oh, right. So I don't know which one is true. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But anyway, she did drive past the Pinto. Mm-hmm. And she went into town, and there she contacted the police. The police drove out mm-hmm. now this is the part that gets really really sad yeah so there are multiple channels for the police to be on and this particular police group didn't get the memo about polly because they were on a different channel right right and that, i think there's by that some point, debate whether or not they would have even heard it had they been on the right channel too because i think there was some kind of like you know like yeah. they're not sure that they, they would have connected it i guess yeah well they had the description of the car out by mm-hmm. them, oh, okay. from what I understand. Okay. So they know to be looking for looking it. Looking for it. Um, and the, but they didn't know. They didn't, yeah, they didn't know that she. this little girl was missing. They didn't right. know to look for this kind of a car right. or a man fitting this description. Right. So, yeah, they got a notion, though, that something wasn't quite right here. Mm-hmm. They had no way to arrest him because they didn't really have him on anything. He was just stuck on the side of the road. Exactly. The only thing he did was he, he had opened a beer while he was standing in front of the officers. Oh and they're like, you can't do that. That's crazy. They made him dump his beer yeah, out. Yeah. You know, they tried to get the woman who owned the property to do a citizen's arrest, which she could have legally done. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. She could, as all they needed her to do was walk up to him and say, I arrest you, more right. or less. I see. And then she could have, and then they, right. he could, they could have taken him for into custody for trespassing. Yes. She would have needed to say that, though. Mm-hmm. She refused. Mm. So. She didn't know. Nobody yeah, knew. she didn't know. Just some guy stuck. Why would you do a citizen arrest on a guy that's stuck on the side of the road? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, acting shady, though. Right, like, I get the acting shady. Everybody but... was like, something's up with this yeah, dude. Yeah, Um. So anyway, the police officers towed him out. Mm-hmm. Got him off the side of the road, got him going again. Right. Followed him off her property, mm-hmm. and then they split. Right. So... But after that, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's up to history to decide, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, they did collect all his information. Mm. So they had a name. Mm. The name Richard Allen Davis, who had already been arrested at this point for three other kidnappings. Mm -hmm. How? How? And all of, of children. I don't know. How was this man allowed to ever leave the prison system? I don't know. After the first one. Yeah, I don't understand it. So if there's any failure or blame yeah. to go outside of 
him individually. Yeah. It's the system that thought it was okay to let him out after once. I, I don't understand any of that stuff. Like, no. people who are repeated, like, sexual assaulters or, yes, you know, like, they are a kidnappers. It's like, I don't understand why they keep letting them out all the I time. Don't, yeah, that... So often in, in, like, serial killers and cases like that, they have long established records. Yeah. And this the system just keeps, like, chewing them up, spitting them out, chewing yeah. them up, spitting them out. A little worse for the wear every time. Yeah. You know? But with the knowledge they gained from other criminals right. to be a better criminal. Better criminals, yeah. It's like criminal school. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of prisons and uh, they it just is. boil down to, is they're yeah. just criminal schools. Yeah. You know? It, it's awful. And... I still, it blows my mind. So, his mother, um, Richard Allardyce, actually lived in Petaluma. Mm. They arrested Davis on an outstanding warrant for a DUI. When they went to pick him up, however, he wasn't home initially. But a deputy had him pulled over while he was on his way home. Oh, wow. And recognized that his car and his description fit what they were looking for. Ah. So, he held him there until mm-hmm. the arresting officers could get there right. to take him into custody, which was like, okay, yay. You know, somebody followed through. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, the girls recognized him from a lineup with no trouble at all, despite him having shaved off his beard. Mm. He still left the creepy porno stash, but like <laughs> shaved off the beard. Right. Apparently. One of the officers in the case was, really smart about everything and he started immediately building a rapport with mm-hmm. him trying to just kind of make him comfortable so he he'd talk right, to him right. initially he wasn't responsive to that you know which understandable you know right, but yeah. it's good that he put it out there right. and tried to build that and it did actually pay off in the end so davis continued to deny responsibility he at this point in time didn't realize they had the palm print uh right yeah and he didn't realize that they could match up the fabric Mm. he's an idiot yeah it was oh very much very (laughs) much it wasn't until a friend came to visit him in prison and Mm. told him Mm -hmm. dude it's all over the news oh right they have your palm print it's been matched to you right that he and his friend was telling him you need to confess you need to tell them where this little girl is right which like props to his friend yeah for that at the yeah. least like your friend's a dirtbag i don't know why you're right. friends with a dirtbag in the right. first place yeah. but if you're gonna be friends with a dirtbag yeah. at the very least you know he had the i don't know i don't know if it was any kind of sense of honor or anything like that with the wherewithal to at least go to his friend and be like listen dude it's over it's just over quit Exactly. You know? Let them have their child. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's not okay. No. You know? So he got in contact with that officer and mm-hmm. confessed. Now, his story isn't entirely credible, isn't entirely believable. No. They, they think there's a lot of things that are wrong with it. Yeah. Namely, he claims to not remember the abduction at all. Oh, really? Yes. He was, he was claiming he was on all these drugs. He remembered casing the house. He remembered wanting to break in. Mm -hmm. He claims to not remember actually breaking into the house and abducting Polly at all. His claim is that basically he kind of came out of a stupor driving his car and realized he had a little girl in his car. Oh, right, right. And I'm like, And he said, "Mm -hmm." he's like, I I think I remember him saying, I didn't remember what I did to her. Yeah. So she had to die. 
die or something. It's like, what? Yeah. You know, like, okay, your first instinct is, well, I don't know what I've been doing, so. Murder it is. Yeah. 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 It's like, okay. It's like, sir, that is is not a good logic leap there. No, no. That's that's problematic. He was a big piece of shit in many, many ways. So it's like. Huge. It's not surprising that he would say that. Yeah. It, It wasn't the only hole, though. He claimed also that night where he was stuck on the road, he claims that he had taken Polly into the woods and basically left her in the woods when the car was breaking down because Mm -hmm. he didn't want anybody to come across him with her there. Right, right. But police and, from what I understand, the forensics points to Mm -hmm. her actually being dead before that point. I've got a lot of, of... I honestly believe that they are just... Because the way that death is, like, they can give hours, right? Mm -hmm. So I understand when they say that, oh, no, she was dead before the police interacted with him. Mm -hmm. I think that's a kindness to the police. Because Mm -hmm. there is no way that they can pinpoint that she was dead within. We're talking about an hour. Yeah. And they're saying, and usually... Like, death frames are, like, four to six hours. Within four to six hours, this person was dead. They don't know. Because the condition of the body or whatever, it's like, they don't know. And I honestly believe that them saying that she was dead before the police pulled him out of the ditch Mm -hmm. is, like, a kindness to the police rather Mm -hmm. than... I think they can't... There's no way. It's not that specific. To the police or to the woman. Right. Exactly. I mean, and I I just think it's like a play where they're just saying, well, she could have... It's just them being so specific about it. I realize that it's not that narrowed, and I think that it's more trying to make... A kindness to these people who didn't, yeah, and and and, and it's obviously and they, who and knows. They did say that it, they do speculate yeah. that she was dead by that yeah. point. They're I not think saying anything concrete. Right. They can't prove it. Concrete. She could be. She could not be. And I think that yeah. they're just trying to make that it seem like you know what, because who mm-hmm. wants that on their conscience? Whether yeah. they did, you know, even when they do the right thing, like they didn't yeah. actually technically do anything that was bad to this guy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like when they're they're coming he's strange but there's so many strange people in the world yeah you know so it's like do are the police you know oh should they've just been so much more this and that and just railed on him no there was they were trying to react appropriately to what the situation that they thought it was and mm-hmm. I think that, you know, whether this lady, I mean, this lady's like, you know, yeah, I could do a citizen's arrest, but now I'm entangled in a court thing for a dude that was stuck in a ditch by my driveway. Yeah. You know, so I can kind of see where people like are like, it was weird. It was odd, but I don't have any reason to think that exactly. other than that. And there's a lot of people in this world that you meet that you get a, va- a very bad vibe off of. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is a bad vibe. This person's done something. I don't know what yeah. it is, but you can't do anything because you're like, they're no. just odd. And they just give you that bad feeling. Exactly. And then sometimes somebody just gives you an odd feeling, not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad feeling. Right. But an right. Odd one. And that's, like, how you get into problems, like, with the police interacting with people with autism and things like that. And not recognizing. They know something's off, but they don't know what it is. Nope. You know? So you can't operate off of that and then potentially hurt innocent people who are just different. Well, I mean, especially, like, autism or something. It's like, oh, so I'm going to arrest you, which means I'm going to put my hands on you. It Mm -hmm. means I'm going to put you in handcuffs. I'm going to put you in a position that you're going to freak out in. Yeah. Like, because people... And you're going to melt down and panic because you literally cannot help it. No, yeah, so... As a neurodivergent person, yes. It's... 
So it's hard to know how to respond. And a lot of people aren't sensitive to the needs of the mentally ill or people who are just different, you know? Yeah. So So, uh, you have to say in some, in some extent to the way the police responded is Mm -hmm. that they actually treated this guy with some dignity, even Mm -hmm. though they were like, this guy's a jackass. We can tell, but we don't know why. You know, so in, in some ways, them taking, I mean, it's like, you could look at it another way. Like, what if this guy was autistic? And so what do they do? They help him pull him out. They don't arrest him for drinking in public. They, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of reasons that they could have, they could have, with him just opening that, that thing and drinking it, they could have probably arrested him for open container, Yeah. you know, but they didn't. And so it's kind of, you know, it's sort of this double-edged sword, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and in this case, they would have been better off having had arrested him, maybe, you know. Yeah. At that point. At the time of Pollyanna's murder, mm-hmm. he had been sentenced to 16 years in prison, but had managed to get out on parole. And, of course, that led to a heavy criticism. Right. You know, to the justice system at that point. Right. And I feel like reasonably so. I do too. You know, if, if you thought he was bad enough to put away for 16 years, why did you let him out? Yeah. Like, well, especially for his crimes. Early. Exactly. His, there should be no good behavior for kidnapping, rape, exactly. uh, child molestation. I, I get any it of for nonviolent things. offenders. I really, like, as right. far as, like, the early programs. Sure, yeah. I get that for nonviolent yeah, offenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. But anybody involved in any kind of violence, yeah. that's got to be a different story. I agree. <coughs> especially <coughs> someone who's repetitively trying to kidnap people. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Of course, there was the trial, mm-hmm. and it became, it was largely sensational. The whole trial was. He became the monster mm-hmm. in the shadows. He became the boogeyman. Right. I can't imagine, like, parents everywhere suddenly being like, oh, man. Yeah. You know, this creature exists. Yeah. This He's in is our neighborhood. Somebody who's out there. And, and I, I can only imagine that in this time, like, in the 90s, he had to become the face of... Just every nightmare yeah. that a parent had. Yeah, there's just no way around that. Yeah, because he was on the news. It was on the news all the oh, time. Yeah. yeah, all the time. It was on the news. And the he time. said, like, he ain't a. He's kind of a spooky looking dude. He is spooky. He's a big spooky dude. Yeah, you know? like I think he's and tall. He is. He's yeah. a big dude. But or he was. I don't know if he's still living, but um, I have to look at that. I actually didn't look that up, but yeah. It was. I think he may have been executed, but I'm not. I'm not completely sure about that. Yeah. From articles that I've pulled up to, this one is they, actually I can't from remember, history.com. Did they find her body? Because I can't remember that. I know that they found the stash of items in the forest, mm-hmm. and then I can't remember they caught him. I don't believe that they did. They have her body at that point. I know they were real. There was a huge, huge search for her. Like, I remember, like, the thing that's really interesting a lot about this case is it's a lot of first times. It's, like, one of the first times that the FBI and local police uh, really work together, like, to do a child abduction case together. Mm -hmm. So I remember that that was kind of, like, one of the first, and then they were saying that there was a couple of other things that were kind of, like, some of the firsts 
for how they handled the, that case that ended mm-hmm. up being sort of like how they handled a lot of those cases into the future. Yeah. In terms of coordination and, you know, I think that her dad, didn't he like um, open up like a center kind of like uh, to try to find her? Like, so people volunteered and they yes. had like a... He did. Yeah, it was the uh, Poly Class Foundation. Right. But yeah. I think it was while the case was going on, he had yeah. like a little coordinated center where they're trying to find her. I think they had search part. I thought that there was a thing where he was like really, the family was really, really on the news and trying to get it out. That um, I didn't see that in my research. I know he did have, he put a lot of efforts into at, at, and had a foundation. And he did work with um, Amber um, Hagerman's mother. Right, right. And, and family quite a bit. Right, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, December 4th, 1993, her body was found in okay. Cloverdale, California, about 50 miles away from Petaluma. mm so he, I guess he so led he authorities her to her grave. Yeah, it was a shallow grave. Oh, she, mm. he found her right underneath. Uh, they found her underneath like a... It was a board. A board. Yeah, they yeah. had a board on the side of the yeah. road. It's yeah. an interesting thing because they said... Class Kids Foundation. Right. That was her father Mark's right. foundation. So, yes. I think I remember them saying that like it had, they had like a thousand, like they searched a thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, on foot. Like, they had so many yeah. people searching for her. They were able to, like, search, like, a thousand... I can't remember if it was a thousand square miles mm-hmm. or a thousand square feet or whatever it was. But, like, it's just the idea that it was, like, oh, it's just in this field. And there's this... Yep. There's, a, there's, like, a two... Like a... Like a... Um, some sort of... It was, like, a... Uh, like, plywood. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah, plywood. it was a sheet of plywood. It was like she was under a, a sheet of plywood just out in a field. Yeah. You know, and it was like, wow, that's so yeah. messed up. Sadly, Polly had been strangled to death, which just an awful way. Yeah, yeah. And I can't... Yeah. A child, terrified I think yeah. and alone. Well, and I think he tried to rape her, too. I think they they don't know if he actually raped her. body was too, in too bad of shape And he basically said, tell. well, I tried, but it didn't work out. He, he claims he never did. Right. That's his claim. Yeah. But again, it's changed. Yeah. So yeah. one point in time, you know... He alluded to that he might have, but he's never just come out and said. Exactly. And then if anybody tries to, like, hey, you right. did this, he's like, oh, no, no, there's never anything sexual. And it's like, mm. Yeah, he's basically like, I blacked out. There's a girl in yeah. my car. I better kill her. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, even if that is the case, how does that make any sense? Yeah. He claims to not have had any plans to kidnap anyone either, which I also find very hard to believe considering he'd kidnapped three other people. Yeah. I was like, you know, your MO doesn't say that. Plus, you brought scissors with you. Yeah. And there's, like, pictures of him in the courtroom, like, he's giving scary. the people middle finger. Like, Oh, he's a douche. He's yeah. a big asshole. Absolutely no remorse. No. Whatsoever. And the fact, too, I mean, he walked past... The sister and the mother's rooms yeah. to get to that one. Well, I think that he specifically wanted Polly. I don't think I the agree. others interested him at all. Yep. Yep. And that that's what a lot of people think. They think that he was casing the house mm-hmm. and he saw her and specifically narrowed and untargeted yeah. her. I think so. And is there any way to 110% ever prove that? No. Does common sense dictate yeah. yes? Yeah. Yes. I was like, I don't it's... think you need to. I think it's pretty yeah. clear that, you know, what he was doing. Exactly. 
Did he, is he the guy that lived across the street or is he just? No. Uh, okay, okay. No. I can't remember. That one was, um, that one was Megan. Megan. That okay. was Megan Kennedy. Okay. Yes. And that was also somebody who had been. Right. He had like a history. multiple, yeah, convictions against him already yeah. for uh, child molestation. He had many victims and right. it's like, again, yeah. why is he out? Because yeah. clearly he's going to keep doing this. Right. You know, he, it, he's already done it multiple times like, yeah i don't understand why like at least keep him in prison forever he can't he clearly cannot function in society no without being a threat no and and it's the same with this guy yeah. clearly could not function in society without being a threat so why was he out on the streets yeah i don't i don't because understand the united states is like well you serve your time it means that mm-hmm. you are if, as long as you serve your time you're just like everybody else. And I'm like, you know, really, in reality, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. You know? So now I actually want to get onto the reason that we kind of ventured down this dark rabbit hole is to talk about the how the laws affected right. and her. And her parents really advocated. Because like me and, and you mm-hmm. and probably everybody listening, it's the same thing. Like, why the fuck was this guy ever let out? Right. This is the whole thing that everybody keeps coming back to. Mm-hmm. And for good reason. Yeah. So this eventually led to what's known as the three strikes law. Um, so I have pulled up on a Stanford law, the, the three strikes law, and I'm just going to read it from that. Again, this is, um, you can find it at law.stanford.edu slash three strikes basics. And I'm just going to read straight from there because again, this is something that I don't, okay. I don't want to screw up. So um, in 1994, California voters enacted the three strikes and you're out law in response to the tragic murders of Kimber Reynolds and Polly class. Um, and again, that's the other fucked up thing about researching this. Mm-hmm. I just keep coming across more and more kids that this yep. has happened to. <laughs> I had never heard of Kimber Reynolds. No, uh-uh. And then there was another one. Um, Vicky, let me take a look here at my notes. It's like a rabbit hole. Vicky Hoskins. Vicky Lynn Hoskins. The more you look, the more there are. Yeah. Yes. And that's what it was. I just keep finding more and more. Yeah. And and they've all affected different laws because the parents immediately lobby and be like, hey. Mm Mm-hmm. We need help. Come on, guys. Yeah. Do better. Yeah. And most of it seems to be along this vein. Yeah. Of like, why are repeat offenders with violent histories constantly getting let out? Right. And then are either unsupervised. Right. Or very little supervision. They're just lost. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they hurt people and then everybody acts surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. This all building <laughs> right. up to yeah. them killing this somebody all, eventually. Yeah. So it's, it's so frustrating. It it's is. It's just to see this over and over and over again. And again, it, it's gotten to the point where for me, and I was talking to Tom about this earlier, mm-hmm. is we're going to do one more of these. We're going to go to the, the Johnny... Um, Johnny Gosh case, mm-hmm. and then I am not doing any more child murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say this gets dark. It does. Yeah. I, I fucking need a break. Researching this is awful mm-hmm. and terrible, and I hate doing it. Yeah. Um, but at the, the same stories time, stories are all the same. Yeah, they're all the same. They, they you are know, essentially little details are different, but they they're typically all the same. Exactly. You know. Yeah. But going back to right. this, the yeah, three, three strikes are long. The law imposes a life sentence for almost any crime, no matter how minor, if the defendant had two prior convictions for crimes defined as serious or violent by the California Penal Code. Right. So the official ballot materials promoting the original three strikes law, the sentencing scheme was intended to keep murderers, rapists, and child molesters behind bars where they belong. 
However, today, more than half of the inmates sentenced under the law are serving sentences for nonviolent crimes. So that's what kind of comes into the controversy behind this law. I fully agree with the violent offenders. Mm -hmm. The nonviolent offenders, why are they there? Yeah. Well, I think it's... The problem with that law is that it was um, used in a way that it wasn't supposed to be Mm -hmm. used. So it put in people who were... May have had, like, some kind of altercation in the past. I mean, it's just... It's not a good law. It just wasn't. It caused a lot of problems, and it didn't fix the issue of kids being abducted at all. It's It's not a deterrent. So what they found was is that the three strikes law was not a deterrent. It doesn't stop people from kidnapping children. And in fact, Mm -hmm. it has somewhat of a bad effect of that. They found that when they enacted the three strikes law, that it caused police fatality to go up because Mm -hmm. people who had two strikes were willing to kill police officers not to go to prison. So it had some, you know, they can say, well, crime went down okay yeah now you're warehousing a bunch of people but if you don't use that tool correctly then you're gonna put in people who may have you know like a domestic dispute in the past Mm -hmm. so that's a violent thing right so let's just say you get let's say you uh you know two people get into an argument they both batter each other they both get can get charged right so now that's on your thing Mm -hmm. so you only get so many chances in that state to to mess up, right? And then yeah. you're in prison for life. And it's like, you know, they had people that, one guy who's, who took a bicycle out of the trash, like a dumpster, mm-hmm. prison for life. Guy who stole a piece wow. of pizza, prison for life. And these were people who may have had a violent offense in the past, but it wasn't like... It wasn't it, a violent offense that put him away. It wasn't yeah. a violent offense that put him away. Yeah. So the problem is... So it feels is, like at this point, like, it's being abused Yeah, it was, and yes. I think they threw it out. I don't believe the three strikes law is still enacted. I believe yeah. that they ended up having to throw it out because mm-hmm. it was just, again, filling up the prisons with people who it was not applied to correctly. Yeah. So that, that same article has this in it, which I actually want to read because it's it's interesting. Statistics from the California Department of Corrections show that the law disproportionately affects minority populations. Over 45% of the inmates serving life sentences under the three strikes law are African American. The three strikes law is also applied disproportionately against mentally ill and physically disabled defendants. California State Auditor estimates that three strikes law adds over $19 billion to the state's prison budget. And that right there, yeah. that's why that's it was m- abused. That's money. Because this <laughs> yeah. for-profit yeah. J- prison system is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, if you can spend 40 to 50 grand on an inmate mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives every year, it's yeah. expensive, <laughs> you know? And as we said before, basically at this point, American prisons are just schools for criminals. Yeah. They're not about rehabilitation. No. At all. No. They're not about The rehab. United States gave up on rehabilitating criminals yeah. they, a long time they ago. They don't care. It's all punitive now. Yep. You know, but I mean, I get it. I mean, I understand it's like nothing works. You know, education doesn't always work. Punitive dance, it doesn't always work. Like sometimes people are just evil. Yeah. (laughs) You know? 
So it, it, this does have a little bit, too, about what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2012, voters overwhelmingly enacted the Three Strikes Reform Act, Proposition 36, to address the harshest and unintended consequences of the sentencing law. Bullshit that it's unintended. Right. Sorry. No, no, I believe Bullshit. that was totally intended. It, it's completely intended. Prop 36 eliminated life sentences for non-serious, non-violent crimes and established a procedure for inmates sentenced to life in prison for minor third-strike crimes to petition in court for a reduced sentence. In order to win a reduced sentence, a court must find that the prisoner no longer poses an unreasonable threat to public safety. Prop 36 was the first voter initiative since the Civil War to reduce sentences of inmates currently behind bars. Right. Yeah. This was one of those where, like, the Amber Alert has done so much good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I actually almost got into an argument online with somebody yesterday about that. Because they they had said that the Amber Alert doesn't work. No, we have plenty of proof that the Amber Alert system works. Yeah, how can they say it doesn't work? Oh, I don't get the alerts on my phone or blah, blah, blah. Well, that's... That's uh, your phone. Yeah, that's your phone. Yeah. Yeah. They're, They're... on everybody else's, I get them on yeah, mine. Yeah, I get them on mine. All the time. Yeah. So I don't know if it's something in your settings personally. But don't blame the Amber yeah. Alert system. That is a wonderful That's system that stupid. has done so Why much good. Why would you... I mean, like, number one, like they said, 900 kids or whatever have been yeah. rescued because of the Amber Alert situation. And I'm like... So where is your thing other than it doesn't work on your phone yes. that it doesn't it work? It was in reference to some, I can't remember what it was. It was something else that was being done to help retrieve children. Huh. And they were praising this, but trying to knock the Amber Alert I'm system like, at the same time. That works and I'm like, good. look, work them in tandem. Yeah. You don't need to be an asshole about something I that's already been proven to work why people to feel smart. You know, well, I, mean, that's I can what it see. Comes down to I can is, see people fighting over the pedophile list. Like I can see them, them being like, "Well, you know, it's online. People can attack them. They know where they live." So I can get where there's some people who are like, "It's a complicated situation." Mm-hmm. You know, knowing where pedophiles live and then people going out and victimizing them is an issue. Yeah. But at the same time, time, I'm like, well, you know, you lose your privilege to be a private person if you fucking hurt children. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. So get this. I just scrolled down a little Mm -hmm. bit. And this is the last um, paragraph in Mm -hmm. this article. But I think it's crazy interesting. The first eight months of its enactment, over a thousand prisoners were released from custody under Prop 36. That's crazy, yeah. Of these inmates released, the recidivism rate stands at less than 2% charged with a new crime. That is... That's actually unbelievable, to be honest. That's that's, a really good recidivism rate right there. 2% is unusual. But it's proof that they were putting people that were not dangerous to society behind bars. Proposition 36 has saved California taxpayers between... 10 and 13 million and if the reform is applied to all eligible inmates it is estimated that california could save almost 1 billion over the next 10 years yeah that's crazy like what the hell yeah well i think that also i saw a thing with polyclass's dad like uh last week and i was watching something and it was an interview i think that they had with him like two years ago mm-hmm. and or maybe even less than that but he was basically talking about how he felt that you know the crime rate is going up you know since the pandemic and mm-hmm. that he felt that 
um, you know, I think he kind of felt that like his law, the three strikes law, because he feels very connected to it. Yeah, for obvious reasons. He felt that like the things have gone downhill since they kind of changed the law, he feels. You know what I mean? I think that's Mm -hmm. what I kind of got out of it was that now crime's going up and you took, you got rid of the three strikes law. And you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. he feels that, that... But there's statistic data that disproves yeah, that. Yeah, that says that, you know, it just wasn't applied correctly. you got to exactly. apply things to the right people, you know? It can't be just... I get his reasoning. I get his feelings about it. You know what I mean? Total, yes. Yeah. I understand yeah. why he feels the way he does. I do, too. Unfortunately, Especially we of that cannot guy. operate society off of feelings. No, no. You know? I fully sympathize. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine what this man has been through. No. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't. That's not a club I ever want to be a part no, of. No, that no, is no, no. Unbl- no. And, and again, I think I said this last time, it, just one of the shittiest clubs to be a part of. Oh, yeah. And plus, but like. But at the same time, yes. I, like, he has done a lot of good. There's no yes, question. for sure. Yeah, yeah. It just had. He's not the one who put people in who didn't deserve it. Exactly. You know what I mean? He isn't. He's the no. one who was like, I'm that going w- after the pedophiles and shit. I'm not going after a guy that stole pizza pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm sure he doesn't want to see it reflected that way. Well, and abused this way. And yeah. certainly not in your child's name. No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's not the point no. here. The point here is to stop other children from right. going through this. Right. And in obvious cases. Yeah. Like. Richard Allen douchebag, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. He should not have been let out. No. Obviously, he was still a threat to society. Yeah. I agree. And, and that's where I keep going to with all of this. It's a difficult balancing act because they're yeah. like, if you give the death penalty to every child molester, rapist out there, they're just going to kill the kids. And so that's the thing is like, that's why it's unfortunate because people are always like, I don't understand why pedophiles only get four years. Mm. I don't understand why pedophiles only get, and I get it because I don't fucking get it either. No. But at the other side, they're saying, yeah, but if you put in laws that says it's a death penalty, if Mm. you get caught, a lot of times people are just willing to be like, well, that solves my issue of whether or not I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah. Because they're they're just likely to kill him. And it's like, man, that is so messed up. But it's mm-hmm. like, so it's a weird balancing act with humanity. And, and that's the thing that you constantly, you want to grab people by the shoulders and shake them and just be mm-hmm. like, look, everything isn't this clear cut. No. I know what we want to do yeah. because it feels like the right thing to do. Yeah can sometimes have an an unintended unintended consequences that we have to be aware of and we have to take into consideration. Everything is not black and white. No, and it's not all good. And sometimes you have to make, like, you have to make changes to things even though it's not good and it feels bad, but you're like, ah, you know, maybe... You know, they'll, they'll get, they'll let the kid go. If they're not going to go, if you're not going to get forever, maybe they'll give the, let the kid go. But my point is, it's like, yeah, but you got to watch those people forever then. You can't just release them into a halfway house and just say, Hey, tell your neighbors that you like to touch kids. Mm -hmm. It's not enough. No, it's not fucking enough. It just isn't. Not just that, like they were essentially for a long time. And I don't know if you know this. Um, I just found this out recently. Um, with watching an episode of Casual Criminalist or listening to an episode of mm-hmm. Casual Criminalist. Um, 
they were talking about how for a long time, mm-hmm. that whole system operated off the honors system. Yeah. Off of whether or not you decided yeah. to go register and report right. yourself. Yep. What? Yeah. Yep. There's a lot why? of it. Why would you trust a... Why? Yeah. There's a lot of that really is, messed up huh? stuff about that, too, because it's like... There's, How? I just... Like, what I don't understand in this country, to be quite honest, is, like, why is there not a system that every police department in, all over the country all plug into? Yeah. Like, one of the biggest problems in this country is, like, New York and L.A. don't share information unless they actually talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we need a database. What I find unfortunate, okay, mm-hmm. is that they're going to take... Um, like the, the what do you call the list where the pedophiles are on it for the public? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they call it. But sex offender the registry. sex offender registry, right? Yeah. What I don't like is that there's so many parts of the system that are disconnected from each other. Yes. So you have underfunded um, communities that don't have all the same equipment, all the same professionals, yeah. all the same resources. And so... You can have somebody that's victimizing some area that's just not not as up to date as some other, doesn't talk to another county, doesn't talk to another state, so yeah. they can't connect anything. Mm-hmm. So what I find disturbing is that, that the police will rely on the lists mm-hmm. that of, of like, oh, they look at the list. Yeah. And I'm like, you... You should have something better than that. This is for the public, yeah. right? The police should have some database that is just for them that the whole country can access. Yes. If you're a rapist, if you're if you're someone who caused mm-hmm. severe bodily harm, if you're a child molester, there are all these things that needs to be on some database that the police mm-hmm. that they can all over the country can and they connect with. Be allowed to just move. No, they shouldn't be allowed to just move, and they're not supposed to be in most cases. Yeah. But I'm just saying that there the, needs what, to be a way what's to really track them and report. Yeah, because what I know? was I was reading this thing when they were talking about how bad child pornography has gotten during the pandemic. Oh, they're yeah. saying that it is just. They're saying that the reports that they're getting, like the um, missing child's. Um, what is it? The missing child and whatever, maybe exploited children's whatever. They have their, they're the main ones in the country that, um, you know, look for dark web, open web, whatever. And they're basically saying, hey, man, most of anything, 1%. That's all we get. Yeah. 1%. We get 1% of the people. We get 1% out of the millions and millions and millions and millions of things that they, I think they said they had like 50 million um, reports that like in a year. Like, and you, and they're like, they're like, it's so big. Yeah. They're like, they're having a hard time even keeping track of like stuff that's just on the open internet. Yeah. Like they're saying, that's not even including dark web. They're like 1% of the open internet is all that we can track down, find the people, arrest the people. And yeah. they're like, they're and like, so they rely on individuals. Like there's a yeah. guy that was like a green beret or something. And he mm-hmm. came up with a group and his group they're kind of like, they try to like, you know, pretend to be 14 year olds to kind mm-hmm. of attract people to them. But they w- came up with a, like a system. And so mm-hmm. their system has like information on it between like this, this and this. And other de- police departments can connect up into their system if they have the appropriate money to make, to make the, you know, their, their system work with their system. Right. But there mm-hmm. are p- places that can't afford it. 
Yeah. And and so I'm saying like this, they have like an inner, they have a national database that's a, owned by a private company that the repl- the police are relying upon to track people down. And I'm like, there's that tells me there's something wrong. Yeah. When so many private inv- individuals and private institutions are holding the information that are going uh, against, you know, and what they're telling on the news is, man, we aren't even looking for people who are just looking at it. that's not we're not interested in that we're interested in people who are gonna leave their house Mm -hmm. and go somewhere and do something about it because it's so bad they're not even worried particularly like if you fall into their trap they'll take you right if you make it easy we'll take you Mm -hmm. but they're like it is such a bad problem that it's like they don't even it's like they can't, the police can't even handle the problem. Yeah. The FBI can't handle the problem. Yeah. It is such a bad problem and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, man, that tells me that the United States government and the people in it don't care. Yeah. If if private individuals have to come up with the systems, with the tracking stuff, with the lists, mm-hmm. with all this other shit, it's like, that's not the police. That's private individuals. But and even they to a need point, more. private individuals don't care. Right. Because we've seen that and we've heard it plenty where people will put up like giant red flags in yeah. their speech about things. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's a good, he's a good guy. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He said something a little off color. Right. But like, but it's like, no, no. Right. If it pertains to children at all, yeah. like, that's not acceptable. Yeah. It's not acceptable. No. It's flat unacceptable. No. And until people get comfortable with yeah. calling other people out and saying, hey, yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah. That's a child. What I go back to, though, with this is, again, I think it's it's got to come down to society holding each other accountable, accountable and stop making excuses. Yeah. Like, it, it's got to come down to people stop saying, well, he's a good guy. No, he's not. If he's doing these things, he's not a good guy. If he feels these things, he's not a good guy. Yeah. If he's saying these things, he's not a good guy because he's your bro or you had a drink with him a couple times because you guys hung out and you had some good memories. Right. It doesn't these... mean he doesn't have a private life. That's exactly. And or it she. Doesn't... Whoever. It's exactly. Not just yes. It doesn't mean that that person is a good person behind no. closed doors. Right. And if they put up those red flags, we've got to, as a society... Be more aware of those red flags. Keep better track of those red flags and correct the behavior when we see it and be like, hey, no, that's not acceptable. Maybe you lose your freedom. Yeah. Other men who hear a guy say, well, if she's bleeding, she's legal. Yeah. It's need like, to step dude, what the forward. fuck's wrong with you, dude? Exactly. Shut the fuck up. They need to step you know? forward and they need to say, no, yeah. that's not acceptable, man. That's a child and that's yeah. not funny. What we keep coming back to over and over again is that just we just need to do better. Yeah. You know, the laws need to be written better. I agree with that. Like, if you're kidnapping people three years, why the fuck are you or three times? Why exactly. the fuck are you walking around? Laws Even need once. to be written better. Everything needs to be just. We just need to do better as a society. So, um, but yeah. So thank you everybody for for tuning in and listening. Appreciate you all um, for coming back and uh, tuning in again. 
Again, you can follow us on all our social media. You're going to find us on Instagram. You're going to find us on Facebook. And you're going to find us on um, Twitter, even though I don't really do much with the Twitter. Sorry. I don't like it. So <laughs> I avoid Twitter. <laughs> I've never been on Twitter either. I don't I, I don't know. avoid it. It's, yeah. It's, I just it's hear, a whole other It's animal. a real toxic place, so I avoid it. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. So if you have any messages, if you want to talk to us on the show, if you want to, um, you know, anything like that, feel free to interact with us online. Um, we appreciate the continued support and love y'all and thank you for, for being here. And thank you, Andrea, for coming back. And no um, we will see you guys on the other side. Have a good night. Bye.